Caleb's Hero Cast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. You can follow my co-host, friend, and producer Eddie Cornellison at E D D Y C eight five. Sorry, I just saw a tweet notification um, from one Josh Davis that just made me chuckle. Uh, folks, today is November 9, twenty twenty one. That is the recording date. Uh, roughly, this is the, this, no. This is the first recording we have done since the Atlanta Braves became your World Series champion, and that that's great. But you know, that's more weekender content than anything. But Eddie, how are you on this lovely Tuesday evening, post time change and everything? How are you? Um, pretty good. I I wish we. I mean, I, the time change doesn't mess me up, but I just wish we'd get rid of it already. Like I hate. You know, getting off work around five five thirty, and it's already getting dark. It's so stupid. Yeah. Like, can we get rid of this, please? Yes, I I agree. Um, to me, it's like okay, it's good for farmers because you know, oh, they have more sunlight in the spring. Like, okay, cool, whatever. No, but, farmers actually hate it because their livestock does not tell time, so they wake up with the sun, so it screws them too. Oh, really? Yeah, it was actually invented way back in the day to like conserve candlelight or something because business Ooh. there was no electricity. So the fact yeah. that we still have it is stupid. Let's get so rid of archaic. it. So it's archaic. Very it's archaic. Very archaic. I mean, it was fine for back in the day, but uh, yeah, we don't we don't need it. What is this madness? Sorry, I'm watching Raw in the background, and oh, they this whole twenty four seven stuff. Ugh. Anyway, was yesterday, sir. Yeah, I know. I'm watching on the Diver, but mm. uh, yeah, it was invented by uh, Ben Franklin. So, yeah, like that's that's what we're dealing with. Actually, the the 24/7 championship was invented by Mick Foley. But go off. No, I'm not. Um, I don't care about Raw. I'm talking about daylight savings was invented by Ben Franklin, which was well, probably good back in the day, but uh, it's to make better use of candlelight. And yes. uh, the daylight, use less candles. But uh, we don't use candles anymore. We have a little thing called electricity. Yes. Well, I'm going to put it this way. Uh, at this point, the time change is not, not something that I wanted. Oh, you have to work earlier now and it's super dark? I, I, it's just not something that I wanted, you know? 
Oh, wanted. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's what we're here to review, folks. This movie, by the way, directed by, and I am going to butcher, absolutely butcher this director's name. I'm going to try my best. Tamir Bekmambetov. That's my best effort on the director there. Russian. Hope I did well. Sounds like it. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely European for sure. Um. <laughs> uh, hey, Eddie, what were you doing? On, were you doing anything remarkable on June 27 of 2008? Well, I noticed like all of our movies that we're about to review are in like June or July of 2008. Yeah, so legitimately, like it's like it's tricky. Five, five yeah. movies in a row that like all came out in the span of two months. That's just insane. Yeah, it is. So I will, um, I don't know. Um, Eddie, I'm going to be honest with you, and I, I can't speak for the listening public, but like college transcripts, and I'm proud of you, man. You've, you, you've done well. I've already gone through the college transcript. They're not the most enthralling of information. Well, maybe I'll talk about the 24-7 title. You should. I agree. Well, I mean, like I said, I was uh, I was taking a break from school at this in the summer of '08. Anyway, so, no. um, I mean, here's something that happened in '08: the famous uh, parking garage story of the murder, oh, the that dead ha- body. Yeah, yeah, that happened in '08. My gosh! Yeah, tell the people. Tell the people. Yeah. So. <laughs> This was, um, I may, okay, so, um, I was at a bar on, uh, Ohio State campus. A friend of mine and I were there, and we had, we had picked up two lovely young ladies. We went across the street to a 7-Eleven, you know, get a Gatorade, sober up a little bit, and they live not too far. So I said, all right, I'm gonna, you guys wait here. I'll go run into the parking garage and get the car, pull around, and we'll go back to their place. Probably to just to enjoy a nice movie and then and then leave. So uh, so I go into the parking garage and I'm walking to my car and I hear a gunshot. And I'm like, well, that seemed really close. So, huh. <laughs> But you don't think, like, you're like, no, that certainly wasn't what I thought it was. And I drive my car right around the corner, and, yeah, there's a body laying right in the, uh, on the, on the ramp. And, like, you couldn't drive around him. Not that I was going to, like, excuse me, I'm in a hurry to go meet some girls. uh, I was going to say, isn't that technically a crime, if I'm not mistaken? Um, I don't think think so but i mean it's just like i mean i've had people tell me like oh you should just drove around them it's like first off i couldn't like there were car like he was in the middle of the road and there were car i mean it's a parking garage so you know there's cars parked so you yeah. couldn't but even if i could like i mean there's also a crowd of people around them so i'm like what what was i supposed to do like honk and be like hey trying to get through real quick you know like it's just Come on now, buddy. Yeah, like, uh, it's just, yeah. And anyway, so so we left the bar around, like, a little bit maybe before last call, which was 2. And I didn't even get out of that parking garage until probably 4 or 5 in the morning. It was on lockdown. 
Um, my car was inside the police caution tape, and uh, yeah, crazy. And if um, let's see, so yeah. Well, anyway, I called my friend, and I was like, "Yeah, you're not gonna believe this." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so last week I had the worst um, critique of a movie, which with the Passion of the Christ, with the most bizarre, stupid, dumb critique ever of a movie. And this week I have the 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 worst luck ever when trying to hook up. Like that could only happen to me, of course. Um, where it's like, geez, you know, you think something's in the bag, and you know, someone has to go and murder someone else. He didn't die there. He he died a couple of days later at the hospital. But uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, obviously he had worse luck than I did. Uh, but uh, yeah, and it's funny. I uh, I mean, you can Google it if you don't believe me. It's uh, the guy, the victim's name, Nevin Cousin, N-E-V-I-N, Cousins, normal name, and the shooter was sentenced in 2010 because justice is slow. To 15 years, so he'll be out in uh, what is it? Four years now, something, something like, that. like that. But yeah, says uh, cousin 25 got into an argument with Conley in the parking garage, and Conley shot him in the neck. Cousin died three days later from his injuries. 10 TV News reported. And uh, yes, I was there. He turned himself in, sentenced to 15 years for voluntary manslaughter. So there you go. Sad. Mm. Truly, truly. Uh, but I mean, no, like for yeah, me, because, it's like uh, up. Nevin Cousin was only 26 years old. Like that is sad, man. Not even 26, actually, just over 25. Yeah, 25, so, and it's like I can't even imagine. Um, yeah. But I mean, like for me, I mean, it was super sad and traumatic. Oh, here's something that happened. <laughs> like this is like I personally, I have to laugh at it, or else it's like. I mean, there is a bit of a funny comedy to it, the fact that it's like, hey, just met these two ladies, and it's like, of course, of course this happens. Like, why wouldn't there be a murder in the parking garage to hold me into the parking garage until 5 a.m.? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and it's, the, the thing that was funny is, like, there were some police on the scene, and, because uh, I knew some of the people that worked at the bar I was at, I'm like, hey... I really got to go to the bathroom. Like, can I just duck out and go to the bar? They'll let me in. I know they're closed, but they'll let me in just to use the bathroom. They're like, nope, nope, nobody can leave. He's like, just go behind a car. I was (laughs) like, okay. So I went behind a car. I come out, and then there's like a row of like SWAT officers with these huge rifles. They're like, hey, shouldn't be jumping out of cars like that. I'm like, they told me to use the bathroom. Like, I... You know, the killer's gone, dude. You missed him. He, he left hours ago. So, yeah. Um, but I get it. Um, oh, and then someone else, like, talk about Dumb Criminal Award. He, when I was standing around, I gave, like, a written statement of what I saw, which was basically nothing. Uh, he's trying to, like, sell me pot. <laughs> I'm like, This I'm is like, in 2008. You can't do that, man. Yeah. I'm like, dude, they're investigating... I didn't know at the time, but, like, a shooting. Like, there's police everywhere. There's dudes with, like, body armor and huge rifles. And you're trying to sell pot. And, by the way, he did get arrested. So, (laughs) it's like 20 minutes later, I see uh, just one of the officers who was hanging around just, like, handcuffing him. I'm like, well, yeah, what did you expect? 
Yeah. Like, how stupid are you? Like, hey, this would be this is a prime opportunity. Got all these students here, and they can't go anywhere, and they're gonna want to buy my stuff. It's like, dude. Yeah. What What are you doing? Like, no, you don't. You don't go selling weed where there's like a million cops. <laughs> Man. But yeah, that happened in 08, so fun fun mm. times for me. June of 08. I I believe no, that yeah, that would have been Barack Obama would have been the nominee for the Democrats and John McCain for the Republicans by then. Uh possibly, yeah. Would like would have been confirmed, I assume. Like that matches up with the timeline anyway. Sounds about right. Yeah. I would uh that was uh that was one of the more obvious elections as far as who was going to win. Yeah. You mean do you mean the general or the primary or both? Oh, the uh, definitely the I don't even remember who Obama was running up against. Probably in the primary that was a hill dog. Yeah, Hillary, yeah. And then yeah, McCain, pre- I don't even I don't know, uh, Mitt Romney, I guess. Uh it feels like Mike Huckabee was the like the Oh yeah, the huckster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, What's the, the last one standing who, on the Republican side there? Who could forget? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh wait, was interesting. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what's funny is if uh, Hill Dog had won the nom, uh, John McCain would have probably been the forty-fourth president of the United States. Uh, yeah, I would say so. It just it just wasn't in the cards for Hillary. I mean, bro, she lost a <laughs> she lost a Donald Trump. Come on. Yeah, she did. I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. I remember quick work story. I remember when yeah. McCain died, and like we, I was in like a room with me and some other girl and some other guy, and then someone mentioned like, "Oh, John McCain died," and she was like, "I was never a fan, but that's sad, I guess, for his family." And then left, and then we just stared at each other like, "What the hell was that?" Like, yeah. you, you can't just say, "Oh, that's sad." Also, I didn't. I didn't know McCain had, like, a ton of haters. Like, he was just sort of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like Bob Dole. He was just inoffensive. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. Uh, with that, let's go. We're in the time capsule already. You're champions in wrestling. Of course, in Ring of Honor, Nigel McGinnis was your ROH world champion. In TNA, Samoa Joe, still your TNA world heavyweight champion. In the WWE, Triple H... Still currently on Raw at the time, you're a WWE champion. The ECW champion at the time was still Kane, and yes, that reign did happen. And your world heavyweight champion on SmackDown at the time, Edge. Hmm. Yes, quite the quite the crew there for sure. Um, you know, it's two of those guys. You know, they fit in with their brand, and then the others Kane. The others Kane. Yep. <laughs> Uh, number one song, we discuss it, well, we discuss it on next week's episode that we've already recorded, uh, v- Viva La Vida by Coldplay, a.k.a. the most overplayed song of 2008. Yeah. It got a lot of airtime. Yes, it certainly did. It certainly did. It's not bad, but it's like, bro, it's Coldplay. It's like, they're they're really white. Like, even for, like, white bands, they're white, you know? It's like Mumford and & Sons, and then, like, just below them, it's Coldplay. And just below them is Imagine Dragons. Ooh, Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Like, I've, I've gone through a lot of phases in my music fandom, and probably the one I am most ashamed of is my Imagine Dragons phase. I didn't really have an Imagine Dragons phase. It's Good. just, if you, if, like, two or three years ago, if you went to Las Vegas, you were 
guaranteed thunder. to hear radioactive two or three times. Lightning and the thunder, thunder. Stupid song. That was actually a, uh, I recorded the uh, Fremont Street Roof on my Instagram, and Instagram kept pulling it because they're like, it has a song that violates our copyright thing. And I just was like, Instagram, they're playing it. What, like, what? Who cares if they're playing it? I'm not profiting off this video. Stop being a bunch of dicks. Yeah, anyway. Instagram. Pieces yeah. of crap. I had this same discussion with uh, John when we saw Eternals, because for some reason Facebook, when you checked into a theater to watch uh, Eternals, apparently everybody got flagged for spam, which I don't understand. It's meta. Oh, yeah. Beta. Beta Facebook. No, uh, it's meta. No, it's beta. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, every, apparently you couldn't wa- uh, check in for Eternals because it would get flagged for spam. I don't get it. Yeah. Did you see Eternals? No, I'm going to see it. I think I'm going to see it tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm e- tomorrow, November 10th, I'm either going to see Eternals or Antlers. I have not made my mind up. Well, everything I- I've heard, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just do it so much. Everything I've heard, Eternals is mid, from what I'm told. I liked it. I didn't love it. Uh, I think a lot of the reviews are being too harsh. Like, yeah. what's the worst Marvel movie? We'll get into the worst Marvel movie. That's not the worst yeah. Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, it is a bit long. I mean, it's like, who It's like who the hell are you, Eternals, to be two and a half hours? Spider-Man 3? Oof. Sure. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, both movies I expect big, big things in. Sure, two and a half hours, but Eternals? No, you don't get to be two and a half hours. Yeah. But uh, yeah. stay tuned for post- two post-credit scenes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's so. I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming mid credits and after credits. Yes, and the um, I can't remember. I think it was the after credit, the one with Kit Harrington. That's the one I'm excited spoiler. about. No, it's not a spoiler because Kit Harrington's in the movie. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, whatever. But I'm the, ex- Game of Thrones guy? Yes. But I'm excited about what they did there. And make sure when you're done, Google you'll this will make sense, uh, if you watch it. Just Google whose voice was at the end of Eternals and you will be pleasantly surprised. Okay. Well, I am interested then. That's what made me really that was the main reason I wanted to see Eternals. I mean I was gonna see it anyway because it's a modern movie, <laughs> but what after credits are going to tie into the other movies I actually want to see? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably going to be the case for Mor- uh, Morbius, but the latest trailer actually looked pretty sweet, yeah. so I don't you know. know it's just, I love the beautiful symmetry, and it's more to do with our record, like how things line up with our recording as opposed to when they come out. Um, You know, we're talking about a movie with Angelina Jolie, and today we are also talking about a movie with Angelina Jolie. I know, and she was great in both. Well, that's good to hear, man. Hey, the budget for this movie was $75 million. The box office was $342.5 million. That leads to a profit of $267.5 million. Mm, man, you know, I, you know, going to do a little time traveling here. On Hancock, we talk about made a ton of money, but there will be, when we're all done with this podcast, a movie with uh, the biggest profit with no sequel. And right now I can tell you it is Hancock, but um, 
Wanted's not far behind. I mean, Hancock's number five on our list. Mm. Uh, Wanted's ten. So Wanted, 267.5. Adjusted inflation, 340.8. But, uh, yeah, it's top ten. Beat X-Men Last Stand. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty, pretty good. They want a sequel, but it's just, you know, one of those things. Like, uh, just can't put it together, I guess. I don't know. Wait, wait, so the people behind Hancock want a sequel, or the people people behind Wanted well, want both. a sequel? Oh. But, uh, yeah. I, I, Wanted should have a sequel. It's like, this is, this should be two, this should be three or four movie franchise. I can't believe there hasn't been one yet. Yeah. Ooh, pardon me. Um, let's see here. Let's go into the cast, right? Oh, wait, cast, no, no, no. History with the movie? Nope, nope, nope. Hey, 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 what what did the fans and the critics think of this? Ah, critics, 71%, and the fans with a very nice 69%. Nice, dude. Um, okay, that's, you know, pretty close to uh, even, so good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, history with the movie, this is the first time I've ever seen it, man. I remember yeah. seeing that trailer a lot and being like, oh, the, the bullet curve, that's so cool, it's like Matrix. But that's all I had. Well, much like Hancock, much like uh, Incredible Hulk, saw it in the theaters once and that was it. But I was uh, I was happy to, uh, to see it again. Yeah, I was very uh, pleasantly surprised because it's one of those, when you get like... When you get um, movies on this list that don't have a sequel and that, by and large, don't have a large footprint on hero cinema, at least not on the surface, you worry that it will be a waste of your time. And in certain cases, it is. Like with My Super X or, you know, the, 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 like, the whole 06, 07 gamut we ran – and then there's movies like Hancock and there's movies like Wanted that it's like, you know, this was a good, you know, two hours, hour and a half of my time. I don't regret, you know, that I that I was obligated to watch these, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. It's uh, let me see here. Yeah, there's look, there are some movies like you said, Super X or uh, Underdog, where it's like, eh, not in the mood. But yeah. this one, it was nice to revisit. Yeah. Well, not even revisit in my case, but, you know, visit, you know, for the first time. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. Well, it's like, n- this may be one that, like, I go back and rewatch on a rainy day. And I don't watch a lot of movies these days, man. Like, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, during the month of October when the playoffs were going on, I didn't go to the theaters once. Like, not once, man. The only movies I watched were, whether it was movies for the Weekend or podcast or for the main line. But that's it. Like, these days I'm not watching a lot of movies. But, like... Wanted may join the list. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not. It's not going to get a 10 out of 10. I'm going to tell you that right now. But I was very pleasantly surprised, and this may be a comfort movie, you know? Yeah. 
Oh, here's another uh, funny thing that coincides with the recording date. Um, I don't know if Enlighten you... me. Well, I don't know if you saw this or not, but um, um, well, I tweeted it, so you you may have seen it. But did you see what James Gunn recently said about Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, I know that he said something, but I didn't see what he said. Well, he said that it was um, it was almost the um, Glenn Howerton of Always Sunny oh. was going to play Star Lord. Yeah. And apparently, a lot of people were like, "Oh, I can't believe we were robbed of that! I can't believe we were robbed of that!" But like, it's. I'm sorry. Uh, did Chris Pratt not do a great job? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I didn't he, see. I don't see Glenn it, in that role. But uh, Glenn Howerton, like, okay, just going by build alone, he he's not a main hero. He is a he could he's a villain. He could be Loki, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of get those vibes from him. Yeah, um, but like know, it's a more, lot of people. It, like, oh, I can't believe we were robbed of that. Like, I don't see it as a robbery. But it's like he's gonna get the tesseract because of the implication. Exactly. What? But Chris Pratt got the role, and he got the role of Barry, <laughs> Wesley's co-worker and best friend in this movie. I completely and forgot he did. was in this, and that blew me away. I was like, holy yeah. crap, that's Chris Pratt. Okay. Like, Making the podcast debut. Yeah, I know. It's wild, but, you know, we may not, you know, have a chance to talk about it in the plot. Let's talk about it right now. The visual effects in this were amazing. Yeah. It, uh, it was, it was kind of like, so, like, all the, the people's superpowers that they had, I guess, it was very much just like, what if all the crazy stuff you could do in video games and like Grand Theft Auto, these people could mm-hmm. just do in real life. Like they could pinpoint the exact whatever moment to do something, just to do something, something that would only it would take like one in a million times to do. They can do it every time. That's basically their power, and it makes for a very entertaining movie. Yes, absolutely. And one particular effect, because it's not a major plot point, so we don't need to talk about it in the plot. Um, when Barry leaves. After, you know, telling off his um, boss, or not Barry, but uh, oh, main Wesley. character, Wesley. pardon me, Wesley, when Wesley leaves and Barry's like, man, that was awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> Wesley takes the ergonomic keyboard, hits him in the mouth. The F-U-C-K keys come out. The Y-O keys come out. And then there, we need another U because we already used the U key. Barry's upside down tooth. Yes, that was really Flash good. And it was, I'll tell you, because I really watched good on uh, TNT. They showed that, oh, yeah. but it was like fast motion, so you'd have to pause it to see. Oh, yeah. But uh, I figured it was going to be one of those where like they like blur out the U or something. No, nah, it was just like super fast where you couldn't even tell if you didn't know it was yeah. it did it. But I, I did remember that from watching it. I was actually yeah. surprised. On Blu-ray, they, on Blu-ray, they slowed that shit down. <laughs> I'm just going to let you yeah. know. I, I remember they did slow it down in, in the theater. Uh, I yeah. got to say, I'm surprised. This actually was before Parks and Rec, so before Andy Dwyer. Yep. 
Yeah, so. Chris Pratt hadn't done quite a lot. He wasn't in Mouse Rat yet. Yeah, this was uh, this was an unknown Chris Pratt. So yeah, man, before he's... he fell in the pit. Man. I know, I know. Before he fell in the pit, before he filmed, what was his band Mouse Rat? <laughs> yeah, Mouse Rat. Yeah, I, Mouse... I said that earlier. No, oh. <laughs> but yeah, Mouse Rat. Um, uh, what was his secret oh, agent dude. name? Um, uh, Bert. Bert Macklin. Yes. <laughs> Bert Macklin, FBI. Yeah. How could anyone say that no, they they didn't like Chris Pratt as Star Lord? He's way he'd be way better than Glenn. And I love Glenn Howerton, but I mean. Yeah, everyone everyone who watches Sonny loves Glenn Howerton. Like, how can you not? But it's like he just doesn't look like a superhero to me. He looks like a villain. I'm just saying, man. He does too much. He's been Dennis too long. I can't cheer him on. Yeah. He's got the, yeah, he's got tools, man. He needs his tools. Now, Chris Pratt as, I mean, Chris Pratt as Garfield, like, who cares? I'm not even going to see that. Chris Pratt as Mario, that's, we'll see. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, it's, a, it's a weird I, casting I want, decision. I want Chris Pratt to get every major voice acting role just so Twitter continues to have conniptions for things that don't really matter. Oh, it's so stupid. Like, his political beliefs, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not even that. It's like, you know, even people will put that to a side and be like, well, man, you know, voice actors aren't getting these major roles because studios are giving them to big names and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's, I mean, it's kind of how things go, man. Like, big-time roles don't really go to unknowns, man. It doesn't happen like that, you know? It's true. I mean, like, yeah, it's true. I don't know. I, Usually I've, it's people like who have like cut their teeth already get these big time roles. Like, I mean, Tom Holland is an, a major exception playing Spider-Man, but like Andrew Garfield had a filmography before he, he became Spider-Man. Shout out Garfield, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Christian Bale had a strong working relationship with Christopher Nolan when he became Batman. Michael Keaton had a major filmography at the time. I mean, you know, it, you know, he was in, you know, Mr. Mom and whatever, but he had a filmography, man. Johnny Dangerously, all these things, you know. It's not like I didn't. I've never. You know, it's, yeah. Wake I've, up one morning, Mario. That I've, just doesn't happen. I've seen that complaint before, but it's like, yeah. who? Can, I mean, this has been going on for years. Like Toy Story was Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. Uh, Aladdin, Robin Williams, um, Lion King, James Earl Jones. Like, By the this, way, this is nothing new. <laughs> they managed to make Buzz Lightyear look even more conservative, and and uh, Tim Allen isn't even voicing him this time. Yeah, it's uh, it's old Captain America. Yeah, sure enough, man. Sure enough. But hey, uh, this cast, there's three people I can think of that we definitely need to talk about. Yes. Of course, we shouted out Chris, Pat, uh, Chris Pratt already. Shout out Had Common, to. dude. Had to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, shout out Common. Common. The Gunsmith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Who else do we need to shout out? Well, no. Never mind. I would no. say okay. nobody. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I mean, we could talk about Cross, but he was in the movie for, he didn't say a lot, and he was mostly just going around trying to kill people. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have much to say about him. Yeah. The, it was a nice twist. It didn't feel tacked on, you know? It was a good twist, yes. I will, I will yeah. 
I liked that. Yep. I almost I honestly forgot about that twist. The other twist I remembered, but this twist I forgot. Yeah. Um, Angelina Jolie as Fox. I loved her in this. Uh, she was like a cool female version of Neo. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, I'll say it right now. This was basically, this was kind of like the Matrix, but like Matrix meets Office Space. So, God. which I guess is Matrix kind of starts off as Office Space in a way. Yeah. Very, very, tr- very, very briefly, just running through I'm- the cubes. <laughs> I'm just imagining Milton Adams as Neo now. Uh, he would not be chosen. He would just take, uh, he would just take the blue pill and call dude, it a day. He would, he would totally be chosen, and his weapon of choice would be the swing line stapler. That's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Ooh. Uh, baby. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? The appropriately named Fox. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, she was great as the mentor role. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, had a lot of great action scenes. The, um, what was the scene? Let me think. There was one. So there were two scenes I really thought were cool. One was just the way, she, I remember this from the trailer, but when they're coming, they're on top of the train, and the way she just ducks under the bridge, I thought was like super cool looking. So I liked that. And then of course, well, I won't get to it because it's it's the last scene of the movie. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. But uh, I will say this: her just her character of being like, okay, well, we need to put Wesley in a do or die situation, like the. The swinging meat just isn't enough. So I'm going to Johnny Appleseed this bitch. And if he fails, I'm dead. And it's not my problem. And if he passes, we're good. And it's not my problem. Yeah, she had faith that he would pass. And he did. Yeah. No, I mean, I know. But it's just, you know, that's the... You have two alternate... You have two options here. And at the end of either one, neither it's not your problem anymore. Oh, I remember the other scene I was going to mention was... Yeah. Uh, when Wesley's ex-girlfriend's like chewing him out, she wasn't yeah. even gonna make an appearance, and she's like, "Nah, I'm not gonna let this girl." So she just steps in, who's way hotter, by the way, and yes. just makes out with him right in front of him. That was awesome, yeah. and then that's what got the Chris Pratt line of "That guy's awesome" or whatever he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Morgan Freeman. As Sloan, and we will talk about him in what three weeks? He'll he'll be on again in three weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, not he's, his podcast debut was Batman Begins, so yeah, yeah. This is just another one for the greatest voice in Hollywood. Exactly. He literally voiced God. Like, come on yeah. now. Um, no, he was his role. Like, he wasn't in this. Man, he didn't. He had a major presence, but like, he didn't have major screen time i guess no you're right because uh, it was a heavy action movie and he wasn't in yeah. a lot of the action scenes but he was the leader of the whole group so he was a key figure yeah you're exactly right you're exactly right and the whole secret i love and there's something i love about secret society movies i'm still trying to figure it out but, like, Secret Society action, I mean, so, like, this and, like, the 
the Kingsman movies, for example, more so the first Kingsman than the second one. But, you know, they can't all be winners, you know? Yeah. I'm, and um, what was the other one? Um, uh, just slipped my mind what it was called. It's uh, Keanu Reeves. Um, John Wick? Yeah, John Wick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, I love those John Wick movies, especially because it's, like, 10 minutes of setup and then, like, 80 minutes of John Wick just going around killing people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Sadly, John Wick is not a superhero, so we, we will not be talking about the John Wick movies or the Kingsman movies. I thought Kingsman was on the list. Oh, Kingsman may be on the list. Let's take a look here. Anyway, while you take a look... Mm-hmm. Making his podcast debut, but he'll be back. James uh, McAvoy as Wesley yeah. Gibson. Yeah, James McAvoy, like Loki, has a strong presence on this podcast list here, and this was a coming out party for him. He, uh, what's the? He's gonna get better. He's gonna get better. This was not his best, you know, but it's like it, it was a strong showing, you know. I much prefer him as. Uh, the 23, the split personality guy from, from Split and Glass. And even more so, I prefer him as young Charles Xavier than Kingsman. I did as, as Wesley. Kingsman not on the list. I thought maybe we debated it and decided no. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a borderline thing, and I think we had mutually agreed to pass on it. Yeah, I like it, though, so it, it's, it hurts, but... Yeah, I mean, I do, too, but it's one of those that just the criteria... Yep, doesn't fit the criteria. Uh, yeah, I like James McAvoy in this. Uh, he does become a better actor, but you know, as far as the um, the guy stuck in the same job over and over, uh, I felt that. I've been there. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that's all too relatable. <laughs> been there, real bad. Oh, I can't wait to get into 2015 when we do our time capsule. Oof. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I I felt that. Uh, I I and then I liked how he um you know how he progressed as a character and he learned things and he got smarter and he uh you know he was able to to you know take down the whole organization and like I said I wish we could get a sequel. I'd like to see what he's up to. He said yeah, he had uh, fun filming the movie and he would want to do another one, so I was going to say, I'd worry it's one that, like, ah, maybe he he would cost too much. I'm not sure. Nah. It wouldn't be that much, I don't think. Who knows, man? Who knows, my dude? Well, ready to get into the plot? I'm as ready as I will ever be, sir. All right. Well, did you know, a thousand years ago, a clan of weavers, yes, weavers, they formed a secret society of assassins. And they strictly carried out executions to restore order to a world on the brink of chaos. They called themselves the Fraternity. I thought you were going to say they called themselves the Eternals. No. The Fraternity. Mm. I never Fair. joined a fraternity, by the way, if you're expecting that story. Okay, well, I I think I've told it on air, but I'll say it again. I went to one semester of online JUCO, and that's the entirety of my college experience, so I will not wow you with with college transcripts because I'm a dummy for what it's worth. Well, I don't have any more transcripts, but uh, besides, the Otterbein years are way more interesting than the Columbus State years. 
But no, I did not uh, didn't join a fraternity. But I also I also wasn't one of those people that badmouth fraternity like oh that's just frat boy stuff. Yeah, those like, douchebags, me. Like oh you mean the people that live in a sweet house and have parties every weekend and hook up with hot girls? Yeah, that yeah. must those that must suck. What a bunch of losers! <laughs> like that must be that must just be insufferable. Yeah, having lifelong friends and stuff. But no, I just I don't know. I I didn't go to. Yeah. I was only there for for two years, so it, it didn't seem like you know. I just wanted anything I wanted to try, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I never thought about it, I guess. But mm-hmm. no, I, I was. I liked a lot of people that were in fraternities. So fair enough. Uh, shout out Ryan. He uh, he'll come up in my time warp. What a guy, Ryan. Yeah. He sold we me some Ohio State tickets, so we'll get to that when we get to it. Yes, we will. But six weeks ago, this happened. We open with an office birthday party for the boss, Janice, who is just <laughs> an insufferable... She's a large... She, she's a big girl. <laughs> she seems like a real bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's she's very insufferable. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, everybody has to kiss her ass, and mm-hmm. so Wesley Gibson for that sort of thing. Yeah, he's an employee there. He hates his job. He knows his girlfriend's cheating on him with his best friend uh, Barry, Chris Pratt. Yeah, and he only cares about the fact that he doesn't care about anything. So at least that's that's something. Once you, so, once this you... is a real. This is a real office space situation. Yes, the one thing I thought was was dumb was when he googled his name and nothing came up it's like that's not that uncommon of a name to where you that's, get no results that kind of bugged me yeah exactly it's like, come on dude like he could have pulled up his facebook and had like four friends or something like that i don't know wesley gibson yeah like yeah. there's there's no there's no dr gibson in like you know lawrence kansas or yeah. something like that I'm gonna, you google, know? I'm gonna google my name you know what's not gonna come up anything about a caleb baldwin from oklahoma it's not gonna happen. I mean, I, I, don't know. I feel like just about everybody, unless you have a super common name, but Wesley Gibson, yeah. I think, is common enough. Gibson, that's yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so we cut to a guy who goes in uh, an office, and he has a bullet examined, who says it's untraceable, and suddenly the woman who's examining the bullet is shot uh, in the head by a construction crew across the street on the roof and the guy like leaps across the street kills them all pretty cool scene very very matrixy the way he does this and then he gets like a phone call saying they were just decoys and then we see he was shot by a sniper from an impossibly long distance yes quite quite impossible (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's happened to me in Warzone before, which pisses me <laughs> off. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So Wesley gets yelled at by Janice, and then we get the the famous gif of him fanning himself while sweating that guys will use online when they're horny. Yep. In fact, I'm going to tweet it right now, actually. Yeah, did you recognize that when he did it? Like, hey, that's yeah. the gif. Yeah, of course I did. Hey, I said, hey, that's the gif. I I love when we spot gifts on this show. I don't know why. Yeah. It's, Dawn, it's, it's, it's Dawn, a fun. That was it's, it's fun. It's fun. I just 
I'm pretty sure Superman. Our first episode, you Superman read- had the uh, had the first GIF. It was uh, the joke going over huh. his head. Oh yeah, yeah. We've had yeah, some gifts since go, then. You can go retweet me now from the HeroCast account if you want to, pal. All right, I'll work on that. Okay. So um, we get more evidence of Wesley is a loser and too much of a coward to do anything to change his life. Basically, he envisions the ATM telling him, like, you're too much of a pussy to go confront your friend who's sleeping with your girlfriend or this. And then uh, he goes to the pharmacy, picks up his prescription. He's followed by someone. He turns around, and there's Fox. And, uh, yeah. Now we get our Matrix part. You know, this is Morpheus talking to to, uh, Neo. Kind of, sort of, yeah. I mean... She's, well, I like, he's like, oh, sorry. She's like, you apologize too much. She's like, oh, <laughs> like, he doesn't want to say sorry, but yeah. he wants to, but he just realized he can't, so. Yeah. And she's just like, hey, so, um, I, uh, I knew your dad. She's like, well, he left right after I was born, so I think he got the wrong person. And she's like, nope, he died on a rooftop yesterday. He was one of the greatest assassins who ever lived. And the man who killed him is right behind you. And then, just like that, get a pretty good gunfight in this pharmacy. Between Fox and Cross, who is the supposed killer of Wesley's father. Would you say he's a killer, Cross? Uh, no. Would you say he's a carrion, Cross? I wouldn't even say Carrion Cross is Carrion Cross anymore. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. That's so, a joke that's slightly dated in eight days. Eh, he's still fired. Yep, fair enough. So Wesley and but Fox hey, escape and drive off. He's still married to Scarlet, so he's doing fine. Yeah, that's not bad. It's a good yeah. consolation prize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, but uh, she basically she saves Wesley here. And that you have that cool, like, oh, hey, the car lands in just such a way where he lands in the seat. It's really cool and highly impossible. Yeah, that's kind of where I determine, like, their superpowers are basically they can slow down, well, in their mind, because they, they, they explain it like, oh, you produce tons of adrenaline and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's like, in their mind, reality moves in slow motion, so you can do things in such a way that like, like I said, only in like grand theft auto, could you pull off some of the things they can pull off or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever, like any, yeah. any name of your video game, but like something like that, where it's like, Oh, that would never happen. But Hey, I'm sorry to go aside, but speaking of, will you be uh, buying the trilogy remastered this week? Oh, um, I don't know. Maybe. I'm very tempted, I will say that. It's just annoying they won't make another one. Like, what are you waiting on? Give it, like, another three years, they'll make another one. <laughs> Do you realize Grand Theft Auto V came out on PlayStation 3? Yes, I'm aware. Yeah. It came out in fall of 2013. We're coming up on over eight years now. They've milked it for uh, yeah, more than any game I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. You're not wrong at all. Yeah. So, 
We get a pretty awesome car chase between Fox and Cross, where they do manage to escape by flipping the car onto the side of a bus and driving over a police barricade. So that's what I was talking about. Yeah. And uh, Wesley wakes up at the headquarters of the fraternity, the frat house, maybe. Yes. Yeah. So in comes Sloan, who asks Wesley to shoot the wings off a fly, and he does manage to do it. So. Well, he does after, you know, after Fox says, like, hey, either you shoot the fly. He says either my guns, either your gun goes off or mine does. So Yeah. He's like, well, that's impossible. I can't. But he did. Yeah. Sure but, did. Yeah. So um, Sloan tells him, you know, only a few people in the world can do what you just did. And use extreme amounts of adrenaline to do extraordinary things. And he doesn't buy any of it, of course. And he leaves. He goes to the ATM. He sees his bank account's got 3.6 million in it, which uh, might raise some red flags with his bank. But hey, it's cool for now. You know who's withdrawing a good portion of that immediately? Uh, that'd be me. Me? <laughs> yes. Not too much, but a good portion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you got to go into a branch to make like a big withdrawal, and then they might yeah. say, uh, "But you make. Why did you get this?" $3.6 million wire uh, when you had like $15 before. <laughs> and I'll be like, that's none of your damn business, pal. And they would say, yes, it is Patriot Act. Mm. Yikes, fam. Yeah. I I use that all the time at work. Gosh, Patriot Act. Ridiculous. Hey, helps fight terrorism. Yeah, it also helps uh, profile Arab people, but go off. I have never profiled an Arab person. I'm sure you have. I'm kidding. You don't seem like the type. <laughs> no, it's actually usually white people. <laughs> yes, fair enough. So Janice comes over to him, yells him again at work, by the way. And yep. he finally snaps, tells her off and says, you know, if you weren't such a bitch, we'd all feel sorry for you. It's <laughs> just a great line. Yeah. Because he mentions, yeah. like, oh, we all know about your cake, your cookies you stash in your drawers and you eat more. And yeah, you know. And then this is where he takes his keyboard, hits Barry in the face, the keys fly off with the FU. Yep. And you know, I think it would have been even better maybe if uh, somehow his keyboard had two U keys or something, <laughs> just for a just for a goof. Yeah, you, you could know, have the, had the, this the C upside down. That's. Oh yeah, that use a C. Never mind. You you already have one C. Um, but no, the 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 route they chose to go was fine. It's like, we're going yeah. for cool. We're not going for silly, you know? Yeah. And I like that Barry ended up being cool with it after the fact because he thought it was uh, awesome. He better be because, you know, you're sleeping with the man's girlfriend. So, yeah, you're going to get a receipt, pal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barry was a tremendous douchebag in this movie. Just yeah. pounding energy drinks and like, oh, got to get watermelon condoms. Chicks love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> And then he made him pay. For, he made him pay. Yeah, I forgot that he made him. He made him pay for the condoms that he was gonna bang his girlfriend with. Yeah, because <laughs> because his wallet was at was at uh was at Wesley's apartment. Yeah, he dropped his wallet. Yep. Oh man, that's good. Yeah, what a douchebag. Whoo, that's good stuff. So yeah, Fox I... comes and uh, picks him up. Um, I guess she sensed that. Uh, he could not last another day at his job. Yeah. Good for good for her. I mean, like, it's, you know, 
to me it seems pretty obvious, but whatever. What do I know? You've yeah. clearly keeping an eye on this guy. I figure, like, they've probably been watching him for a while. Plus, you paid him a lot of money, and... Yeah. You know, might as well. What's he going to... Yep. I mean, he's working a job, probably making 40 k a year, and they just gave you $3.6 million. Uh, it's pretty obvious to me what I would do. Yeah. Plus, you get to sure. hang out with Angelina Jolie, so... Yeah, that's... uh. Yeah, pretty cool to get to hang out with John Voight's daughter. Ask her about, uh, you know, what she thought of her father's performance in Varsity Blues, for example. That's what I would do. Yep, me too. That's why I suggested it. So, uh, Wesley starts his training. Doesn't go well. He uh, gets stabbed in the hand. And... He outright sucks. He's gotta. He's gotta learn. Yeah, but. Uh... He gets like a big wax bath twice, which apparently heals him very quickly. So that's that's good. Yeah, that is very good. I agree. And uh, they they by the way, the second time he got the wax bath, and you see Angelina Jolie come out. Mm. A big old blur. What a shame. <laughs> you got a big blur. Big we blur got on a, her ass. Yeah. Us us Blu-ray viewers, we got a we got a you know a, a peek at a peek at the cheeks, but also we saw. Uh, a tattoo on the back as well, a tramp stamp they call it. Yeah, she had a full back piece in the movie. I'm pretty well, sure yeah, it was it's a full not back real, piece. but it, you know it went you know it went to the tramp stamp territory. Yeah, well, I mean, I know she has tattoos, but I don't think she has that one. I don't think. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, but yeah, we got a the ass was blurred, so. But that's what you get for what cable, pal. Eh, saved four dollars. It's fine. Y- Yippee ki yay, Mister Falcon. <laughs> I've seen it before. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, his training doesn't go well. They keep asking him why he's here, and he can't answer. They keep beating him up, and he finally says, "I don't know who I am." So Sloane shows him his father's old room and tells him all his father's belongings now belong to him. And uh, after this, his training starts to go much better. He's able to pass more of the tests, except one. He still cannot curve that bullet. Yeah. He just, he needed purpose, that's all. Yeah. I feel like, not that it's possible, but you would have to have the bullet bang against the side of the chamber like a pitcher throwing a fat, like a curveball, and you yeah. have to release it at a curve. Now, a normal human, of course, could never do this because the bullet's yeah. way, 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 way too fast. So that's, in, in theory, you would have to, like, have the bullet bang on the side of the chamber and then come out on the curve. Still probably not possible, but in theory, yeah. that's, that's how my mind made, made it seem. Yeah, I mean, you know, I bet Max Freed could curve a bullet. You know, you saw him curving those balls on last Tuesday, so I bet he could. I bet he could figure it out. Maybe. you got to step on his ankle first, and then he'll just get pissed at you. Well, you, you'd have to put, like, Angelina Jolie in front of, like, in between the batter and him, so. Yes, yeah. So maybe maybe he could just shoot Jose Altuve instead. <laughs> she, uh, so Fox, this is where she stands in front of the target because he's, you know, he's they put up some dead pigs and he has to shoot around them and he can't. And so Fox, yeah, it's, it's do or die now. Like I said, she's going full Johnny Appleseed. Like yeah, do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, he does. He hits the target, and then Sloan takes Wesley to the loom of fate. So, the what? The Loom of Fate. Hmm. So basically, 
it's this big giant loom, and it makes these minor mistakes, but they're not really mistakes. It's just like the weaving goes over or skips a line or something, and it's actually just like Morse code, and it spells out names of who is to be killed. Now, if you've never seen the movie, you might think that sounds stupid. It actually works. I kind of thought it was cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, yeah, at first you see it and you're like, what the hell is this? And then it's like, it's, it's different. I like it. Yeah. So his first name to kill is Robert Darden. And he goes to do it, but he can't. He's like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what he did. I'm not going to kill someone because a loom told me to. Uh, so Fox gives Wesley a talk on why they do what they do, and then he does it. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't question the loom. And then another crazy video game moment. He uh, kills the next guy who's like this big, rich dude who's apparently had uh, been attempted to be killed before because he has bulletproof uh, windows <laughs> and, uh, uh, in his limo. What my man was listening to in the uh, in the limo, by the way. Conte Partiro, Time to Say Goodbye by um, Andrea Bocelli. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, good he, stuff. He was smoking a cigar and had the sunroof open, so uh, Wesley flips the car over the limo. Yes, and shoots the guy in the chest, and of course he has to yell, I'm sorry, which was great. I'm sorry. Good stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah. Really good stuff. Uh, so Wesley takes a trip back to his place where his ex-girlfriend and Barry are. And after the ex, this is where she yells at him. Fox comes in, kisses him. And then uh, afterwards, Wesley uh, encounters Cross. And he accidentally kills the exterminator, one of the members of the fraternity. And, yeah. Uh, Cross also shoots Wesley in the shoulder. Yeah. Now he's got to doubt himself. He... His actions caused the man to get killed. So, Sloane sends Wesley after Cross. That was the next name on the loom. Um, and first he's got to go chase down a lead for these special bullets that Cross uses, who were made by a guy named Perworski. Meanwhile, this is where the movie gets interesting, Sloane gives Fox her next target. It's Wesley Gibson. Oof. I know. Didn't see that coming. No. So Wesley and Fox, they visit Perworski, who arranges a meeting with Cross. He shows up at a train, and he and Wesley have the fight on the train. Uh, Fox crashes a car into the side of the train, and after the emergency brakes are hit, uh, the train derails on a bridge. And Wesley's about to fall to his death, but he shoots Cross. Um who, before he dies, uh, says, Wesley, uh, you're my son, by the way. He goes full full Darth Vader. No, I am your father. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good twist, though, man. It was a good twist. So, yeah. so Wesley asks Fox if it's true, and she says yes, because you're the only person he wouldn't kill. And uh, his name came up, and now yours did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but then Wesley then, uh, escaped. He shot the glass. The glass. Yeah. He shoots the glass that is under him. Great yeah. stuff, dude. Shoot the glass. Yes. And he fell to the river below. Mm-hmm. So Wesley wakes up. He's in uh, 
Pekorsky's house. Pekorsky, whatever his name is. And um, Wesley said, uh, why did uh, he try to kill me? And Pekorsky said, well, you know, he was trying to rescue you from the fraternity because he was a former member. And he said, uh, after Sloan found out that he was a target of the loom, he started manufacturing targets for money. And Cross found out about this and started killing members of the fraternity to keep you safe. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny to me. It's like, okay, well, so Sloan is manufacturing, like, most of these targets, right? Like, including Wesley Gibson, you would assume, right? Well, I assume – so here was my thought. I assume Wesley Gibson, to get rid of him, was to tie up that loose end so that he would never yeah. find out about Cross. But exactly. I feel like the Robert Dardens of the world were uh, not so much people the Loom wanted dead, but people that, like, other people wanted dead and were willing to pay Sloan. Yes. Like, you know, like, hey, this politician or whoever that guy in the limo was, he was clearly someone important. And someone wanted him dead, clearly. He had bulletproof windows. And it's like, hey, get him out of here and paid Sloan. So that was my thought. That's how I took yeah. it. So the, the he, he's going way off the loom from what the loom wants. Yes, for sure. So Wesley finds a layout of the fraternity, um, the fraternity base, not the frat house, and he decides to kill Sloan. And uh, earlier in the movie, he learned a trick that you can attach bombs to rats, and they can go in places and blow themselves up. Truly um, amazing, dude. I love that. I mean, and yeah, it was like a one-note character, but that one note they set up, man. <laughs> Great yeah. stuff. Great Peter stuff. would not be happy. No. Ah, Peter probably doesn't care about rats. I mean, who likes rats? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he, I love this. He, he had, he buys like all the peanut butter in the store and yeah, lures all rats these rats rats yeah. love peanut butter not cheese i mean they they love peanut butter more rather i always put peanut butter on mousetraps mm. by the way here's a here's a good tip buy a paper bag put the mousetrap in the paper bag and then when it goes off much easier cleanup yeah no you're right you're absolutely right sorry i was uh uh, reading a comment that uh, birthday boy John Edward put out. Oh yeah, happy birthday. Yep. Uh, as of recording. <laughs> yes. Another year older. Yep. Another year dumber. <laughs> uh, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he gets all these rats, attaches all these bombs to these rats, and um, he storms the base. He takes out a bunch of uh, all the bombs go off, by the way, if you couldn't tell from that. Yeah. And, you know, in the chaos, he takes out a, uh, a bunch of guards in a very awesome scene. And after taking out uh, a bunch of these uh, other assassin, assassins, it's Fox, a few other the people that we kind of sort of met and Sloan. They corner Wesley in this circular room. That's important. And yep. Wesley tells everyone the truth about Sloan and how he's wanted dead. And Sloan's like, well, here's the truth. My name did come up on the loom, but so did everyone else's. Your name and your name and your name. And he's handing out their contracts to all of them. 
And he says, if it wasn't for me, you'd all be dead. And he says, now, if you want to follow the letter of the law to a T, put the gun in your mouth and pull the trigger. Or uh, we can re redistribute power where we see fit, which I thought was a cool line. Mm -hmm. And so what will it be? And pretty much everyone's like, yeah, that sounds good. I'll, uh, we'll be kings among men or whatever. Yeah. Well, oh, no. Uh, yeah, he says, uh, shoot Wesley and we can be gods among men. That's what he said. Yep. So uh, everyone seems down with that, except Fox. Uh-huh. She's like, okay. well, I'm going to follow the letter. Yeah. So she curves the bullet. This was the other cool scene I was talking about. She she curves the bullet around the entire circular room. Somehow. Hits everyone in the head. The bullet said goodbye on it. Yeah. At least it did on TNT. I don't know. Maybe it said something else. It said goodbye. Okay, good. And, uh, yeah, so everyone gets hit in the head, including herself. So mm -hmm. everyone, she also tossed a gun to uh, Wesley as she did this. Um. So, yeah, she took out the entire fraternity. So if there were a sequel, she would not be in it. Sad. Yeah. So Sloan escapes during all this, goes back, checks his bank account. It's back to being broke. Yep. You mean yeah. Wesley? Oh yeah, Wesley. Sorry. Yeah, he, back to being broke. So they took all his money. Yep. And he returns to his desk job, and Sloan approaches him, ready to kill him. And when he well, turns around, he sees he, it's not Wesley. Yeah, it's a decoy. You know, it's. Because, you know, Wesley's, you know, narrating and he's saying, you know, this is not me going back to a normal life. This, this is not me fulfilling my destiny. This is not me at all. Yeah. I thought the decoy looked like uh, Scarecrow from Batman Begins. <laughs> uh, anyway, much like his dad, he shoots him with this sniper rifle with the special bullet. Uh, it even whizzes past uh, Barry and his, his girlfriend. It goes through, like, you know subway cars and like you see Sloan like because he looks down sees an X with the uh, sticky notes and he's like oh crap and then you see the bullet like coming through his head and um, and then Wesley turns to the camera and he's like what the F have you done lately so a little thanks for that pal nod to the audience and then roll credits that thanks was wanted for, thanks for mentioning that you know, quote, that was greatly appreciated. Well, sorry. What, yeah, the final be. line of the movie, what do you want me to do, not recap it? I wanted you to let Caleb say it, but either way, I have another quote on deck. It's not a big deal. Um, great movie, honestly. Honestly great. And uh, I am going to give this a well-earned, a very well-earned, because I'm going to be honest with you, when we did... Nope, I can't. I can't say that. Uh, recently, we did a movie, and I gave it a score of eight, and it was like on the fringe of eight. And this is a well-earned eight. This is almost an eight and a half. Almost an eight and a half. Well, I will go eight and a half. I I, I really enjoyed it, and and like I want a sequel. That's the thing that's kind of annoying. And like I think there'd be stuff you could do, like you know, have a. You know, maybe not to rip off Matrix and have, uh, you know, Wesley go save people like the end what Neo did. But, like, he could rebuild the fraternity. You know, he could go around. You know, you could do the next movie in, yeah, what was this? This was Chicago. So he could do it in 
uh, not New York, that's too similar, but like LA or Europe or, you know, Japan, something like that. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could do. There could be other would... former members. There could be rival clans. There's a lot of stuff you could do with this. And I, I can't believe it. I and mean, they made a lot of money, too. It's just so weird. Yeah, I would honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing this as like a series on a streaming service or a cable channel of any sort. Like, I wouldn't mind that one bit. Yeah, you could do that, too. I, I could see this on like an HBO uh HBO Now, Max, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, uh, HBO. Even though the movie itself wasn't on HBO. Yeah. Much like next week's movie, two movies we almost had to pay for, but thankfully yeah. we didn't. Uh, yeah, did I not pay for No, I, I have Hancock on Blu-ray. Uh, we've already recorded Hancock, by the way, folks, so if um, we reference anything that's three weeks dated by the time that comes out, then... Yeah. You know, that's why that is. Um, you'll live. You'll live. But uh, it's on Hulu Premium if you have that. Otherwise, uh, Sling TV Premium, Amazon yeah. Prime for $3. Or you can look around on TNT, TBS. Maybe it's still playing there. That's where I got it. So maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe do what I did. I hit up uh, Vintage Stock. You know, bought it secondhand used. Bought the Blu-ray for like $4, man. Oh, that's pretty good. See, I would have I would have done that, but I didn't want to... Like the three dollars to rent it, I. And it's more yeah. the it's more the principle. It's like yeah, what? Why are like these movies are are like, so recent? Why are we having to like, buy them and rent them? This movie came out almost like this. This came out right before the Obama administration. Why am I paying to rent right now? Yeah, like I get uh you know um, what's the movie I had to pay for from way back when? Uh, let's Supergirl. see. Oh, yeah, I can get why no one. That's probably on HBO Max now, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can get why I might have to pay for, for some of these movies, because yeah. they maybe weren't that popular or whatever, yeah. but I mean, it's 2008, you know? And this made a lot of money. Like, how does no one have it? Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway, yeah. I was... But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's Wanted. That is Wanted. Next week, folks, Hancock, like we said... And uh, we thank you for listening. Let me pull up the old quote ski. I hope it's a good one. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to go with another one, but you used it already. Uh, I'm going to quote Wesley here, and I'm going to say, Haha, you're not an assassin of fate, Sloan. You're just a thug who can bend bullets.